0: Welcome to Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. This is 720 WGN. There is something going on with the Chicago City Council every day of the week, but it is unusual that they have a city council meeting on a Sunday. That's because there is a big task at hand, and that is crafting the new ward map. On the phone is Alderman Jason Irvin. How are you today, Alderman?
1: I'm doing very well. How about you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to the snow.
1: Well, you know, some people are looking forward to it. I'm not, because that's more work for us. But <laughs> be that as it may, God God does what he does, and, uh, you know, we just have to deal with it.
0: Okay, so how unusual is it to have a city council meeting on a Sunday?
1: Uh, it's highly unusual uh, for us to get together on a Sunday, but again, uh, with the subject matter that we're dealing with, uh, we definitely believe it's in the best interest of all of our citizens for us to get together to craft something that's fair and and works for all of Chicago.
0: So the 2020 census comes out. There's a little over 2.7 million people in the city of Chicago. Uh, They believe each ward should have about 54,000 residents. That's according to data that was presented to the Chicago City Council. You know, we have people listening in the city and outside of the city, and those who live outside the city are always intrigued by the politics in the city. So explain what crafting the ward maps is all about.
1: Ultimately, it's about uh, the principle of one man, one vote. Um, We have, uh, as every 10 years you do the census, uh, in this case, we had one ward with 30,000 more people than uh, than the median, and then we had one ward with 10,000 less people than the median. And so this exercise is done to kind of like right-size the wards every 10 years uh, based on the uh, decennial census that occurs.
0: And is it fair to say, Alderman, this is Alderman Jason Irvin of the 28th Ward, is it fair to say that the Asian community is growing, they want more representation, black community doesn't want to lose any ground or power, and the Latino com- community is is gaining somewhat? I know one headline um, said that this has become a racially polarized discussion.
1: Um, In some respects, uh, it it has become a racially polarized discussion. Um, Again, uh, no community wants to lose representation, and those that feel they should have representation want to make sure that they are adequately represented in the process. So, you know, unfortunately, sometimes things do delve down to that. However, I don't think there there needs to be a, um, you know, that needs to be viewed in a negative way. Um, you know, everyone apparently is just wanting to make sure that their voices are heard and that they're fully represented uh, at the table.
0: And so where does it go from here? You didn't get anything accomplished. I mean, there was no real resolution on Sunday. And if this doesn't happen, then it goes to a referendum, correct?
1: That is correct. Uh, you know, right now with the uh, timing of the uh, the. 2022 primary push back to June, it actually gives us a little more time to try to craft a solution uh, that works best for everyone. Unfortunately, uh, some members of council have not taken that position and they filed for a referendum already. Uh, the very first opportunity they could, which was back in December, whereas we, the majority of the members of council, are hoping to work for a solution that fairly represents the city in its entirety. This
0: is Alderman Jason Irvin. He represents the 28th Ward. So they want all 50 city council members to collaborate and compromise. And if it does go to a referendum, what is the cost of that for the city?
1: Well, what I can tell you, last time the referendum, which was back in 1992, cost the taxpayers over $20 million uh, back then. So you can, you know, imagine what the cost would be today. And those are primarily in legal fees because generally, um, you know, one side doesn't like the results and they, you know, feel that their case was strong enough to go to court with. And that's generally where the money kicks in at. So uh, this is not a a free uh, exercise, Uh, while some people may think that it is but this is something I think really that could be worked out Uh, and uh, unfortunately we have people that feel that They can't get their way amongst the representatives of the city. So they want to take their case directly to the people.
0: And um, it's interesting because obviously this this plays into the 2023 election where, you know, if you want to bump out a rival, you change the ward maps and maybe that gives you an edge. Uh, Is there anybody putting their feet in deep because they believe that they might get bumped out and it would behoove them to keep things the way they are?
1: No, I, I don't. I, I don't see that as uh, you know, at least not from our perspective. Uh, I'm, I'm with the uh, committee, and um, we have 33 members of council signed on to um, the map that uh, that's being presented. Only 15 members are signed on to the people that want to go for a referendum. This is one of the unusual quirks in state laws that require 82% of the members of council to be in agreement on this particular decision, whereas in other jurisdictions, it's a simple majority or supermajority, which is is only 66%. But here we need 82% uh, of the people in order to avoid a a referendum here. So uh, we're, you know, standing ready and prepared to sit down and and, uh, deal honestly uh, with our colleagues. However, our colleagues need to understand that what they're asking for, number one, uh, creates uh, creates a an imbalance uh, because one thing that we have not talked about and it hasn't been talked about much in the media is the fact that we need to look at citizen voting age population uh, when making these decisions and the fact that you know one group has uh, a lower citizenship level while they don't want that to be talked about it's it's fundamental when we start talking about voting rights and, um, and I think that's something that that hasn't been discussed that needs to be discussed so people can understand the position that the majority of the members of council have in the deliberations relating to the map.
0: This is Alderman Jason Irvin from the 28th Ward. So you had a a special city council meeting on Sunday. And where the map is at right now, what wards stand to see the biggest changes?
1: Um, Depending on the map that you look at. For example, the map that's been filed for referendum by the Latino caucus, uh, really does uh, change a lot of the city around in order to achieve the goal of picking up one more ward. You know, I'll give a perfect example: the uh, west side of the city of Chicago gets basically turned completely upside down in order to pick up one additional ward. I mean, part of this process is about keeping communities whole, and by you know by doing that, you, you disrupt the community continuity, the uh, the organizations, and a lot of other different factors. In this process, and and we just don't believe that is necessary. And there are parts of the South and the Southwest sides that get totally turned over in order to just create a one additional ward, which, by you know, all standards, uh, does not need to exist. Um, That we've crafted a situation that gives them an additional ward at 14, uh, creates the first ever Asian American ward, and also uh, recognizes the population growth in the near, the near West, near South, near North areas around downtown and that's where they wore this place furthermore the African-American community has already said, you know what, our population has had some decreases and therefore uh, we have already decided to uh, to give up a ward when in fact we very well could have easily crafted a way to maintain the ward. But we understand that we're, we're just trying to make it make sense for everybody and all that's concerned.
0: This is Alderman Jason Irvin from the 28th Ward. So Jason, what do you think the likelihood is that the city council gets this done versus it goes to a referendum?
1: Well, I think we're all hopeful and prayerful that it does uh, happen that way. However, if it does not, you know, there is a remedy. And uh, unfortunately, that remedy is going to cost our taxpayers uh, a great sum of money in the long run. Uh, and it, and it, I believe it can be avoided and should be avoided. But you got to have people that are willing to sit down and come to the room in a spirit of compromise in order to make it work. This side of the, the world has made compromises. The other people have not made any compromises in this discussion.
0: Well, thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to us.
0: Oh, we certainly will. And and are you expecting another weekend meeting this weekend?
1: Uh, Not right now. But hey, if, if people want to sit down and talk and figure out ways we can make it happen, I'm more than open and I'll make myself available to make it happen.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, coming up next, we're going to speak with the director of Northwestern Medicine Central uh, Center for Pathogen uh, Genomics, and uh, we're going to talk about the BA.2 variant. They're calling it the stealth variant. If you've got a question, I'm more than happy to answer it. Well, no, I can't answer it. I will get an answer for you. Uh, just shoot us a text at 312 981 7200, and thank you for listening to 720 WGN. Visa. W-G-M